Hello and welcome to It's Not Polite to Ask. I am your host, Albert Destrade, alongside my interim co-host, Brandon Shaw. We're back. We're rocking. We're back, baby. We are back. Uh, by we, I mean me. I was in Colorado. I went to see a concert. It was outrageous. I Denver. saw a group. Gorgeous. 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 Unbelievable, Brandon. Brandon, I saw a group that I introduced you to, and you, I expect a thank you card for these guys because I know you've done some real wild stuff with their music. Uh, they're Yikes. for our listeners. They're called Rufus Dusol. That's uh, R U F U S D U S O L. They're an Australian group that is just, they're just unbelievable. Like, Coming to I'm, a sex playlist near you. Dude, I am a pretty heterosexual male, and I would, those guys were like, I was like, Jesus. They just reek sex appeal and good times and is good it, vibes. Is it drugs, though, in person? Is it drugs? And I know no, you, dude. No, I just good know. times. It's just vibes. Huh? They're just, they have this, like, weird, so for, for our listeners who haven't experienced Rufus, they're an interesting combination of, like, electronic music, but they play their own instruments, so they're like a band. It's like Radiohead meets like some kind of like sensual electronic shit. It's fucking fantastic. And I listen to them at three times. I listen to them in the morning. If I have to drive somewhere like way earlier than I should realistically be like up and alive, I listen to them while I'm smoking a cigar or while I'm engaging mostly in oral sex. Oral like, sex. Yeah. Just it's oral mostly, sex. It's mostly for oral sex. Yeah. So you stop after the oral sex and you're like, all right, next playlist. Do I stop after the oral? Wow. You think that my playlist isn't carefully enough curated? Oh, Come on. Come on. I'm a 30 year old guy. So like you're like a motion picture soundtrack. You have like different fucking, you have like, this is the first act. This is the second act. Of and course. Like we're ready to rock. Of course. It's, it's more like a play. It's more like a play. Like we've got like scene one, scene two, I've got water by the bed for intermission, and then we're back to, you know, really getting into the thick of it. Brandon, how long have you been rocking with music in the bedroom? Because for me, I feel like that's a, like a must-have. Like, I feel like it's weird for me to engage in just sexual stuff without music. Are, are you, like, is that, has that been your go-to for a while, or what's your deal? I feel like you've always been big oh, on yeah. it, and I feel like I've been sleeping on it. I think setting the mood with music... Even dudes, things like lighting, like I found like in, in my new condo, like I couldn't find the right lighting that wasn't too bright, but also Love wasn't too dark. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to find that fucking perfect like middle ground of lighting. And it's, it's dude, actually- I've got those Samsung smart bulbs or whatever, and it's got like 12 levels of dimming and whatever fucking money. Worth every penny. I love that. I was I go more grassroots. I finally figured out I was like, there's a lamp in my room and I gotta just put like a t shirt on it because like when that lamp's on, it's too bright. When it's off, it's too dark. And so I'm you're like, rocking seventy style with like the scarf on the lamp. I had to. I had to based on the specific lighting. I have like five different lights in there. There's like closet one, closet two, hallway one, a fucking top yeah, shelf. I'm gonna go ahead and say though that you're a uh, a successful enough guy to a Get a new fucking lamp, or B, yeah. go go get a different light bulb. We yeah. can't, we can't. Uh, yeah, the laundry on the on the lamp. You're you're better than that, buddy. Yeah, I am better than that. You're right. That is a, that is actually That's really, really bad. It is terrible. You're right. And one day, I, I just imagine one day I'm literally in there having intercourse, and all of a sudden I'm just like, "What's that smell?" I'm like, "Oh, my shirt's on fire." Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I would even be like, "All right, like you're well enough off to go get what is a seven dollar light bulb or something." I like Bill Gates right now. I don't know how much stuff costs, but. I'm going to assume that a regular light bulb is like eight bucks. It's worth it, man. Like, Brandon, I think like once you start getting into that consistency of a relationship or getting into more of a long-term thing, you got to, you have to keep it exciting. You got to keep it 
um, adventurous. You got to keep setting that mood. You realize that we're like one step away from like the Austin Powers clap on disco ball spinning bed. Basically, what, what's what we're talking about. I don't know if it's I don't know if you have to go that crazy. I think you just got to change it up, dude, because honestly, Brian, I'll tell you this, dude, like I feel like a lot of times I hear that the people that have better relationships and marriages, which a lot of our friends are having, do this kind of stuff because, dude, at the end of the day, like I, I, I don't know what's happening lately, dude, but I feel like I'm getting a barrage of, you know, friends of mine who are engaged or married or in really long relationships and I'm just starting to get all that venting, dude. I'm getting the venting, Brandon. Like, basically, think about this. Like, for, and for our listeners, growing up, you know, when we watch TV shows and movies and all this stuff, what was the end goal of most of the plots? It was love and marriage. It was the guy chasing the girl. And they end happily ever after, after he gets her and proposes. They end up, like, culminating with this, like, glorious moment of romance. And everyone's happy ever after. But... I think glorious life, moment of romance. That's nice. Yeah, dude. I don't know. But then all of a sudden I'm, I'm looking at a fancy way of saying cum shot or <laughs> it's a fancy way of saying yes. Like, <laughs> like fucking motion pictures have taught us that that's what success is in life. You, you get the girl, you marry her and you live happily ever after. Everyone that I talked about marriage seems to be miserable about it. And I don't get it because listen, I'm still pro marriage. I still want to get married, but dude, it's like my buddies. I'm like, how you doing, man? It's like, you're my dude for like the last 15 years. What's going on with the wife and the kids? And they're like, uh, it's a struggle. Every day's tough. You know, it's like warfare. And I'm like, these guys don't seem like they're having fun. And I'm like, are they not keeping it exciting? Like what, what's happening with that? Why do you think that things fall apart when they get married, dude? I think it's who I'm thinking of. We have a mutual friend who said, anyone that tells you to get married and have kids is not your friend. <laughs> I actually am going to read these texts. We do have a mutual friend. A buddy of mine told me to read these on the air. This is what he told me two weeks ago when we were talking about going to a poker game. I'm going to read these for the, for the crowd. This is my friend who's been married two years and, you know, just told me this. This is These are direct quotes for our for listeners. For all our viewers out there, this could be anyone. Lots of people have been married two years. We're not naming names. We are not naming names. <laughs> But, this is great. Yeah. I haven't heard this. Go. But his name rhymes with Mistifer. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is a direct quote. Ready, Brandon? Here we go. Yeah. Al, don't ever get married. Don't have kids. Everyone told me don't do it. Albert, have you had one person tell you to get married and have kids other than your family or a woman? <laughs> if they did, they are your enemy. <laughs> they are not happy either. I used to be happy. You remember those days. You couldn't find a happier person. This is literally what he's texting me. This is amazing. Me. And I'm like, I, I was like, literally, I was like, in my head, I'm like, listen, Mistifer, I was at your wedding. You said the vows. You fucking stomped on the glass. Spoiler alert, he was Jewish. And everyone seemed to be having the, the time of their lives. And now, you know, two years later, he's basically telling me like, oh, I signed up to be part of this club. And it turns out it was a cult that kills my family. Like, I just, I don't even understand how you go from like, this is like such a loving, a special moment to this is pure misery. Like my favorite thing is to watch couples that have been together like five plus years, listen to couples that have been married for like six months to two years. And they're just like, kind of giving you that face of like, wait, just wait. And, like, they know that, like, the fucking terror is about to ensue. Oh, I love those couples. I love the ones that don't warn you. Like, they blindside you. Like, because I, I think we have friends that are like that, too. They're like, oh, it's great. You guys should get married, too. Because It's a timeshare presentation. It's a timeshare presentation. Right, right. They're like, we're not, we're not the only ones going down with this. Like, we want other people in our experiencing our suffering as well. 
I know two married or two happily married couples out of, I don't know, hundreds. Two happily married people or maybe two people that are uh, happy and haven't like completely eaten themselves into happiness. This have you fantastic. seen Have you seen the people lately had, uh, and they're just getting married and then it's like when you get married, there's some secret buffet that you have access to that I'm not aware of. Like people well, are everyone just – everyone gets fat, Brandon. Everyone who gets no, married No, no, no. But this is like – this is like unbelievable. Like skinny people turning just like obese. Yeah, but Brandon, nothing gets you fat like a long-term relationship and nothing gets you more motivated to work out like a breakup. That's like for every person that isn't you, that's basically what happens. I'm convinced that the majority of spouses want the guy to get fat though to make him a little bit like less yeah. of a, a wild predator. It's a little bit of like you make him like kind of docile and you wrap him up and, and women, they don't care as much if we get a little plumper whereas the guys, it's just we, we kind of lose our spirit a little bit I think. I think the guys don't know how to tell girls when they've gained weight, though. I think the girls have no problem telling guys, and guys don't know how to be like, hey, we should probably like not have that whole box of donuts. People just don't understand. Like When you get married, you should take even better care of yourself because it's like, all right, you're going to get this cup, and it's a glass cup, and you can't just be like chucking it around willy-nilly, and you can't just like leave it in the sink to get disgusting. Like that's your only cup now and you need to like wash it and keep it safe and like protect it. And I couldn't think of anything better than a cup, but you get it. Like when you're single. I get it. It's fragile. It's fragile. It's important. It's the only thing you got. It's the, it's the opposite. It's not – to me, it's the total opposite. It's not like we're married. I can let myself go. It's like we're married. If I'm only having sex with you and you're only having sex with me, we got to keep this shit tight. Yeah, it's like the it's like the cars in Cuba. Like, and in, in people go to Cuba and they're like, "Look at these great old cars that are from the '50s. That's amazing that they still drive them." It's like you understand they drive those cars because they don't have another choice. Right. So they have to be like, "All right, how are we going to get five hundred thousand miles from this car without it breaking down?" That's what yeah. marriage is. Yeah, and and I and I get it because like I, I get that going out to dinner and meals become like a highlight of a lot of it, but that's like life in general. It's just – it's sad to see because it should realistically be the opposite. Like you should be fatter when you're single and like skinnier when you're in a relationship because that's all, that's all you got. This is it. Brandon, do you think that the reason why people end up unhappy in these marriages after they're like pursuing that for so long, do you think one of the reasons that happens is they didn't listen to our, our episode earlier where we discussed the scale, right? And they're – basically what they're using to evaluate the relationships is a poor system where they're not really thinking about – Hey, how does this person line up with my life? What are the values they have beyond, you know, physical looks? Like, how do we really work as a couple? Like, you think that basically we're really bad as a society as a at evaluating what relationships work best? Do you think that's why so many people end up unhappy and they marry for superficial reasons or timing reasons or the wrong reasons? It's got to be a big factor. I mean, running a real estate business, everything's got to mathematically check out to me. So having a scale or some type of like rock solid data entry thing is really good for me. Cause I could let me like, ah, oh, the numbers really add up here. This is a good property property being a, you know, potential person to spend the rest of my life with. And I feel like a lot of people just do it kind of willy nilly. I heard a really interesting one recently, Brandon, that someone sent me on Instagram. Um, and I'll share it with you now and with our listeners. I thought it was really fucking cool. Actually, Brandon, are you familiar with the shopping cart theory? 
No, I'm not familiar with the shopping cart theory. Okay, this was fucking badass. And I think this might be specific to us, you and I, Brandon, here in South Florida. But I'm hoping for our listeners that are not necessarily in South Florida, this might make sense. So here's what the shopping cart theory is. Uh, I'll read this out uh, verbatim. The shopping cart is the ultimate litmus test for whether a person is capable of self-governing. To return a shopping cart is easy, convenient. It's a simple task we all recognize as correct and appropriate. To return a shopping cart is objectively right. There are no situations other than a dire emergency in which a person is not able to return their cart. Simultaneously, it's not illegal to abandon your shopping cart. Therefore, the shopping cart presents itself as the apex example of whether a person will do the, what is right without being forced to do it. No one will punish you for not returning a shopping cart. No one will fine you or kill you for not returning the cart. You gain nothing by returning the shopping cart. You must return the shopping cart out of the goodness of your own heart. You must return the shopping cart because it is the right thing to do, because it is correct. A person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal, an absolute savage who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with law and force that stands behind it. The shopping cart is what determines whether a person is a good or bad member of society. And I think that's actually really interesting. I think that like little things like that kind of, to me, I love those little examples. It's like, all right, if I'm going to marry this girl and her and I are going to have a good relationship, she better independently want to return a shopping cart when she's done at the end of grocery shopping. Right. If she doesn't, she's probably not going to be a good partner 14 years into our marriage when shit hits the fan. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. It's just and like 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 a if any opportunity to be lazy arises, they're gonna take that route. No, it's it's more so it's not even laziness. It's if any opportunity to do something that isn't inherently generous for other people. I think that's to me, that's like the root of successful relationships, marriages, friendships, anything. It's like let me do what's right here even when no one's looking, just because it's the right thing to do. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, when I say lazy, I mean like you know, there, there's uh, an opportunity in almost every situation to be thoughtful or to be lazy, right? To do something that you don't have to do that, again, not even makes you a good person. Because if you don't do it, it, you're not a bad person. You're just an everyday Joe Schmo, right? There's like a even higher level to it of like, hey, like I can set this out for this person or I can just put it away and not even think twice about it. So that's kind of what more where I'm coming from is like, if you say it's a dick move to leave the shopping cart out, more people will do it. But if you keep it neutral, is somebody going to choose laziness or choose to be, you know, the thoughtful person? Speaking of laziness or thoughtful, uh, I'm about to give a pretty embarrassing confession here to our listeners and to my friend Brandon. Brandon, I think I texted you after this, but now I'm going to let you know what really happened. Um, guys, you know what? It's 2021. I am comfortable sharing this on air. I'm 36 years old. I never in a million years thought I would even consider this. But you know what? I thought it was the considerate thing to do for myself and for any future relationship partners I have. Brandon, are you ready? I, I, I did a little procedure recently, Brandon. I'm going to share it with you. Are you ready? Okay. Talk to me. Brandon, I did an extreme form of manscaping. I went into a professional studio and I got my lower nether regions professionally waxed. My first question is, what is an upper nether region? I don't know. That was probably redundant, <laughs> but I'm probably still a little bit affected by going in there and experiencing the full-on 40-year-old virgin Steve Carell moment of yelling Kelly Clarkson while they ripped fucking hair from my body using hot wax. Oh, you got it waxed? I, I don't know why I thought you got it lasered. No, 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 no. We went wax, little daddy. We went full-on Why, full -on why would you not laser it? 
I don't know anything about this shit, brother. I don't know anything about this stuff. And I was talking to a buddy of mine. Let's say his name rhymes with Lajive. And he told me, listen, bud, you got to get involved in some of this wilder stuff. You got to open yourself up. Dating is changing. You know what, man? We, we got lucky. By the way, nobody ever talks about this, but our generation got pretty lucky. You know why, Brandon? Because well, before like 1992, I don't think girls were going full, you know, bald downstairs. And oh I feel boy, like now this, we're just this like. Episode took a turn. <laughs> I feel like now we're just really lucky with that situation that that's kind of the status quo. Right. And, you know, my grandfather just never got to see it. He never got to use the internet. He never got to see fully bald situations downstairs. On women. <laughs> and I, he's a good man. Leoncio Destrade is a great man. And he never got to really experience that. So, you know what? I feel like the times are changing. I got to update my situation. I always done a little bit of manscaping, but now... Mm. I went fucking full Monty, and I got to tell you, it's you know I've been walking lighter, I've been moving around a little <laughs> bit quicker. There's a little extra pep in my step. It's, I just uh, feel like you got to go laser if you're going to do anything down there. I think Whack. laser's scarier. What do you think laser's scarier down there? No. Laser, they fucking no. miss, and next thing you know, I lose a testicle. Like that's not cool. No, no, I, I don't want. I don't want any. Uh, I don't want any ripping of of anything going. Oh, on I didn't now. want any ripping at all. It was strange. It, Brandon, I got to tell you, it was really strange. <laughs> I walk in there, this lady's looking at me like, are you ready for this? What do you want to do? She's asking me questions. She's like, she's like, can you spread the wickets? I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> uh, at one point, she's like, I need you to lay on your back and put your knees to your chest. And no. Like, oh, yeah. That's and amazing. And I'm like, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to try not to kick you, but I can't make any promises. I'm a wild horse. <laughs> it was was dude, this a it, request? So this wasn't a request of any uh, young lady? Ah, it's not polite to ask. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, you know we're, we're, we keep this program pretty gentlemanly. We don't kiss and tell. We don't wax and speak. You know, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, that's that's. I, I felt like, again, this wasn't for me. This was me doing my shopping cart duty for, Jesus. you know, putting forward uh, good things. And, Your ass uh, is just a, like a fucking ice luge now. It's it's nice down there, brother. It is real nice. I got to tell you, it's it's a unique thing. I um, <laughs> it was oh, wild. I never, I never thought, uh, I never thought I'd be hearing this, and I never thought you'd be dumb enough to get waxed. I, I know, <laughs> I know some dudes recently that got, uh, that got lasered, and that sounds like the play. On the way out, the the people at the front desk were like, "Hey, how did everything go? Was it okay?" And I'm like, I literally was just like. Uh, it was fine. I'm not, I was like, it was fine. Um, do I get like a t-shirt? I felt like I was leaving one of the rides at like Universal Studios where like I survived like King Kong or whatever, like the ride. Like I felt like they, they owed me like a souvenir cup or something. I, I got to ask. It's a we fucking get crazy now. experience. Was it a selective process or was it a full uh, full service? Yeah, you get to pick like a bunch of different options, and I didn't know what any of them meant because I'd never been in one of these places before. Also, when I walked in, it was strange. There was an like a slightly older lady looking at me, and I had to pretend like I was a courier who was lost. I'm like, oh, I'm here for like the uh, protein shop, and they're like, yeah, we get it, buddy. Like, was uh, there like an anatomical drawing, and it was like point to where you'd like to be waxed? No, they didn't hand me a teddy bear and say where where (laughs) should we remove, brother? It's not like that. Um, I I'd chosen I'd chosen a procedure on the internet like an adult. And That's I let, amazing. And I let the lady remove my, you know, situation. So, um, again, it's guys, it's just the, the lesson to be learned for our listeners is it's not about you. It's about trying to do what's best for your partners, making sure that they're happy and making sure that, you know, you're thinking of other people other than yourselves. For our listeners, I think we covered some good stuff today. The moral of the story is try to keep the mood 
nice and sexy with your partner. So what you're saying is you're trying to slide out of here now? Yikes. Yeesh. Listen, what I'm trying to say is be a good person and return your shopping cart. Otherwise, you're going to get your asshole waxed. (laughs) That's that's kind of what I I was trying to say. And on that note, I'm your host, Albert Destrada. That was my interim co-host, Brandon Shaw. And until the next time, don't forget, it's not polite to ask.